We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your co-host, Benton Crane, and CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today's special, we have a guest, Carl Bohm. Welcome to the show, Carl. Thank you, Ben. It's my pleasure to be here. Now, Carl is the founder of Spiral Marketing and the host of the Spiral Marketing Podcast. So give us the 30-second the elevator pitch on what is Spiral Marketing Sure. Well, thank you. On the agency side, we're very much like a digital performance, acting similar to a direct response kind of agency where we very much manage the funnel for our clients and we're usually responsible for leads and sales from their web presence. So uh, we're building the funnels from uh, the social to the blogs, to the lead magnets on the pages, to uh, the forms and managing the results and providing reports. And to that end, we have an SEO team that's domestic, a PPC team, a content team, and uh, we get deep into strategy with our clients. Gotcha, and who is the perfect client? Well, that's a great question. We're fairly widespread, but we have, I would say it shakes out to about one third B2B, one third B2C, and then associations. We help a lot of associations. What do you mean by association? So trade associations like the American Marketing Association would be a good example. There's, that's not specifically one of our clients, but we help a lot of different kinds of trade associations, many of which have events and some of which are online now, but uh, then, and then they get members as well. So that's a big difference between charities and associations as associations get members. And that's one of the ways that they're able to make money as opposed to just getting donations. And how about the Spiral Marketing Podcast? Ah, yes, thank you. It's been on for about five and a half years now. And we get into all things marketing. It's been an extension of my curiosity about how you can bring in other expertise and relate it to marketing communication. So to that point, it's also been a pretty diverse, diverse five years. We brought in leadership experts, experts on niche things like Reddit marketing. Uh -huh. And uh, we've had a few nice industry celebrities, including Ryan Holiday, who's a New York Times bestseller. We've had John Lee Dumas on, The Entrepreneur on Fire. I laugh because he's such a character. And uh, lots of great folks. And so... Uh, and uh, stay tuned as we're, we're talking to the Harmon brothers. Well, that, that'll be fun. I'll be excited to be a guest on your show as well. Now, five and a half years, that makes you a podcast veteran. That's right. Feel grizzled. How, how has the podcasting industry changed over those five and a half years? Well, it's been an interesting ride. Earlier on, I think people thought it was kind of niche and kitschy and would it catch on? Um, is it explosive? Should everybody doing be doing it? And now it really has gotten so that, have you read that stat that there are more podcasters than there are listeners to podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> 
the good news is that a lot of those are abandoned. So I think a lot of people try it and they hop on and then they just hop off. So if, if I mean, good news and bad news, bad news if you really love podcasts, but good news if you're a podcaster, because if you stay in the game and you continue to provide value, then mm -hmm. there's room for you. And uh, it's it's a good place to be. It's been great for us. It's It's been an, a, an extension to uh, my own interest in personal growth and wanting to give back to all of my audience. And I think that that has resonated over the years. That's fantastic. Yeah, we were, uh, we're a little slower to the game in getting into podcasting. So we're, we're about one year into it now. And um, it's been a really interesting process to see all of the benefits that have come from the podcast that we didn't even expect. We like what? So I, I personally think that this podcast is my number one networking tool. I, I believe that my network has grown probably in more significant ways over the last year than at any other point in my career. And that's in large part because of the podcast. You know, it used to be that when I would get invited to speak at a conference, I would show up at the conference you know, I would speak. Afterwards, I'd answer a handful of questions, shake a few hands, you know, maybe listen to another keynote or something like that, and then I'd, I'd be on my way. And I wouldn't walk away from that conference having had very many deep and meaningful conversations that turn into long-term friendships, business partnerships, that type of thing. And, and now, because I have this podcast... When I go to a conference, before I go, my team will reach out to the people who we want to connect with and invite them to be guests on the podcast. And so I'll get the opportunity to sit down with them, just like I'm doing with you right now. And we get to have, you know, a 20, 30 minute conversation where we dive deep and actually get to know each other. And it creates these real relationships that, uh, that without the podcast, I would have a much harder time, you know, making those relationships. I, I'm kind of introverted by nature, but the podcast allows me to get past the small talk and into these real conversations. Right. That's so cool. You have a beautiful bridge to connect with people on something that's actually interesting and valuable and meaningful. What about for you? What's been something unexpected that you didn't know going into podcasting that has happened as a result of podcasting? Well, that's a great question. And I think that I don't I don't want to just produce a similar answer, but it is true that it's empowered relationships that I might not have been able to as easily aggregate and nurture. And mm -hmm. that it's it's easy for me to it's easier for me to reach out to thought leaders and say, listen, I have a question and I think it would be interesting not only for myself, but for my audience. And then as you say, it develops into a real relationship. That's fantastic. So now let's shift gears and talk about you, Carl. I want to hear about your poop to gold journey, right? That's what we're always trying to uncover on this show. So talk to us about the journey that you took to end up where you're at today. Okay. Well, there's plenty of from poop to gold stories that I can provide because I've been rather entrepreneurial and interested in invention since I was really young. And so I've tried a lot of things, but somewhat recently and maybe most relevant since we're talking about podcasts and lo and behold we're on a podcast the spiral marketing podcast started while i was at another agency and i was i was managing strategy i was a director of strategy over there and i was starting to feel like i was hitting a ceiling for growth and i felt like i needed to 
explore a bit more on my own outside of what I was able to do at the agency. And I talked to my boss at the time and I told him I was interested in doing this podcast and he was fine with it, but he might not have understood exactly what this would look like. So I was trying to launch by January 1st of, I think it was 2015. And I was sick. I was really sick. I had the flu. And uh, for those of you who have done launches, you know they're always more complicated than you think they are. And uh, you need your mental faculties. Well, I, uh, I ended up sending it out in a, much a, in a much bigger way than I had intended. And instead of it going to five, 10,000 people, it went to more like 16,000 and um, friends and family and uh, and he ended up hearing about it and uh, it was so even it, though it I was, had his permission it was meant to be kind of a under the radar type launch and it didn't work out that way right it was supposed to be filtered and segmented in a way that the people that I thought would be most interested would get it initially and that then we would expand it out via word of mouth and advertising and it didn't quite go that way it went a little bit bigger than I had intended which would have been fine except it was not as he expected so I ended up needing to leave the company because of that launch that that's a that's a ironic situation because most people would be like yes my launch went bigger than expected that's fantastic but because you're in this situation where you know you have another job that's your uh it's your bread and butter so to speak you and you put that in jeopardy what uh what's going through your mind at that point is, is that like losing your job right as you're launching something new is that a pretty scary moment well honestly it wasn't because speaking of bridges, I had felt like I had already built this enormous bridge for myself and a brand for myself. So it, and in some ways it was a perfect situation. It what really was not what I had intended, but being that I am entrepreneurial, I'm, I've been a marketing strategist my whole career and providing service as such. It was very easy for me to say, no problem. We're going in a different direction. I will now turn this into my own agency. And we had clients starting just about day one. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. The uh, The start of Spiral Marketing actually came because the launch of the Spiral Marketing podcast went so well. Is that is that safe to say? That's correct. So that's not much of a poop story. That's, a, that's just straight to gold. Straight to gold? Well, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes losing a job is gold, isn't it? <laughs> now, um, now, talk to us a little bit more about your entrepreneurial ventures. Um, I know that you've been involved in several and in in that you think very entrepreneurial. Talk to us about that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's try another version of poop to gold then. In fact, you could say that it's from gold to poop back to gold. Okay, we're looking for some real poop this time. Some real poop. Okay, all right. Well, I think I mentioned that I've been interested in invention for a long time. Huh? Well, much earlier in my career, a colleague came up to me and said, I know you're interested in invention. Here's some new material. It's a new technology that if you've ever been to Burning Man or heard of Burning Man or seen pictures, then you will probably have seen this because it's no longer as new, but they are fiber optics that goes inside of textiles and clothing. So it gets mm -hmm. built into the linings of your fabric at the seams. And I started to have these dreams of Tron suits. So <laughs> I thought, 
God, I've got to do something with this. And I ended up building these suits for with that were they were Tron suits, they're track suits with fiber optic cable that runs through. And uh-huh. uh, the launch was really kind of terrifying. Kanye West ended up putting similar technology on SNL. Um, and uh, people were calling me on the East Coast. I was at the West Coast at the time, and they said, Kanye's wearing your stuff, man. Is it yours? Like, no, I'm, it's, it, it's not, and I'm terrified. I'm just waiting for me to, to actually see it and catch up with the, the time zone. But we ended up getting out on So You Think You Can Dance. So 8.3 million people saw it that night. Some of the Black Eyed Peas had it. And it sounds like gold, except I was so young and inexperienced with television at the time that we got no brand recognition for being on So You Think You Can Dance. So 8.3 million people, we got very few sales because people Uh would have to literally call into the studio to get it. So all that work was like, oh, a little bit underwhelming. It's a cool story. We were on So You Think You Can Dance, but there's there's there'd be poop there in the response so so it's like you had orchestrated what should have been this perfect lightning strike event where you know you make it on national television but because of your inexperience you're unable to translate that into sales which means revenue and business success that's correct and then came the recession and suddenly people didn't want to buy $300 jackets. <laughs> gotcha. So so did the business fold? Did it survive? What, what happened in the recession? I ended up donating all of the remaining inventory to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night Walk. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a fantastic cause that it went to, at least. Thank you. Thank you. I was just washing my hands of it and moved on to uh, greener pastures at the time. Well, for whatever it's worth, when I look back at my early failed business ventures, I like to refer to them as my not-for-profit work. So your, <laughs> yours literally was your not-for-profit work. <laughs> Indeed. I like that. Might have to use that. <laughs> well, I appreciate um, that. But the, the gold came, right? Because you, you learn. You learn from these mistakes and it hardens you in a way where, as you know from any failures you've had, you just have to keep moving forward and keep building bigger. And I would say that spiral marketing is now, it's, it's successful. We've, our clients, after a few, what, five years or so, we've got increases of hundred millions of dollars in sales and 25 plus team members and oh, dozens of happy clients. And it's, it's been really a good thing. That's fantastic. What's the significance of the name Spiral Marketing? Oh, I, I appreciate your questions. And I, you know, it's by purpose that I use these plants in a way because it's, it's iterative growth. It's, uh, it's leveling up through iterative growth. And uh, I've always enjoyed the creative symbolism of the spiral in the, the DNA helix and spiral uh-huh. staircases. And uh, I think that growth is that way. I think that whether, even if it's geometric growth, it's still growth and iterations that are by design. Now, um, it, if I recall, I remember seeing some significance in the double helix. Uh, d- does that have significance to you as well? Not necessarily, except in an earlier stage of my career when we were Bone Corp. This is going going back. But I still liked the spiral, and uh, we would play with the B. So that's my last name, Bone. And uh, the B having the two arches, it looks like two helixes. Got it. Very cool. 
Now, um, you know, most of our listeners are, you know, either entrepreneurs or marketers. And if you had to give entrepreneurs and marketers some advice for moving into the post-coronavirus economy, what, what piece of advice would you have for them? Well, we have been producing materials on that specifically in an attempt to really help people think through what's the process for marketing now that things are changing. And one of the big messages that rings truer than ever, it's, it really is always one of the secret sauces, in my opinion, for marketing, but empathizing, empathizing with how your customer's situation is changing rapidly and uh, mm-hmm. keeping your finger more closely to the beat of their pulse of where they are now, how their needs are changing, both emotional, physical, and um, economically in some situations and beyond. So thinking through how that's going to affect their customer journey and uh, what they want and what triggers are appropriate, what messages are appropriate is now more important than ever. Awesome. So empathy is key. I, I feel like that's a, that's kind of a cardinal rule of marketing, but it seems like in times like right now where there's so much changing and so much uncertainty going on that that empathy becomes ever more important. Right, absolutely. There's the old adage that customers, clients specifically like to say, well, I know my customer. And now with this situation, you might say, well, do you know your customer today? Is it, do you know your customer this week? Because exactly. their situation has changed depending on what state they're in, what country they're in, what their situation is like, there's going to be patterns that will change much more rapidly. It, it feels like now is kind of a perfect time to reach out to, to our clients and customers and one, thank them you know, for, for being customers and clients and show some appreciation and then also ask, you know, hey, how are you? What are you going through right now? What are you facing? Um, and and allow for those uh, empathetic conversations to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nurturing that conversation where things are changing and maybe they're even more difficult now for your customer, but making sure that you maintain a strong relationship through this storm is really a good idea. Carl, where can our listeners follow you? You can go to spiralmarketing.com and find both more information about me, about the agency, about the podcast. We do have show notes and pages with videos and audio for all the podcasts on spiralmarketing.com. Awesome. Any sneak peeks of stuff coming down the pipeline for you? We are working on a concept called the Marketing Minute right now. And uh, it's rather interesting in that it'll take place in less than 10 minutes. So the podcast, each episode will be less than 10 minutes, a great story from the guest, insights, quick background, and we're wrapped. I, I love that concept. I, uh, we, we, built our, uh, we built From Poop to Gold to be a commute length podcast. We try to keep it right around the 20 to 25 minute length. I think you're identifying a perfect uh, a perfect niche in the market where there are a lot of people who want to consume very quick, um, uh, meaningful messages and stories uh, as opposed to the really long drawn out. Um, many podcasts seem to go into the 40, you know, 40 minutes to an hour range. So I, I love that concept and I think you'll be wildly successful with it. I appreciate it. Well, let's get you on there, man. All right. Happy to join. Perfect. 
Okay, well, Carl, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you and such a pleasure to get to know you. My pleasure, Benton. Likewise, thank you. And for our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Thank you. As small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had. Um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.